Meanwhile, at the White House. Tick-tock, damn you, get off my lawn. Damn kids. Live the story of the market district in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River. It is Two Douchebags in a Microphone Podcast. Two Douchebags in a Microphone, raw and uncensored. See Behind the Smoke Show. Watch as the douchebags get stung by a swarm of bees. Enjoy one of many coffee houses ordering our heroes out. Watch Mark revisit Clinton, Missouri to claim his innocence for all the mad shitter accusations. Act now and get both high quality DVD sets and a free douchebag calendar. Mark off today with a douchebag looking at you. Supplies are limited, so act now. Two ass bags and a box of Cheez Its will be right back. Happy to be at the Filthy Bean again today. Yes, fantastic place. I'm Mark. I'm Topher. All right, you had something pretty interesting uh, you wanted to speak about. Yeah, um, there have been some stories recently about artificial intelligence and uh, some of the things to worry about and be concerned of. Yeah, you ran the story by me. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this is... This is uh, an art of, uh, a really, really simple artificial intelligence from about 10, 12 years ago that was part of a video game. Uh-huh. And it's pretty impressive what it was able to do, even back then. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you may be familiar with the... Uh, uh, there's a video game called The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. It's like the uh, fifth or sixth... I think it's the fifth version uh, in The Elder Scrolls. Fifth or sixth. Anyway... Um, when the game was designed, it's it's a big open world game. You can pretty much go anywhere you want, do any things in any order you want. Um, it's what's called open world gaming, mm-hmm. and it's much simpler to design if the uh, video game designers just give the different characters in the game the ability to just go do things and decide on their own. You don't yeah. script every movement. You know, walk here, then stop for fifteen seconds, then walk over there and pick that up. You know that's that's too much work. They just they design the character, give it some rules for how it behaves, and then turn it loose, and it does what it's going to do within those rules. And you know, make the character can choose to do this, choose to not do that. It's it's all designed into the artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. So there was a there was a a quest in the game, a design quest where you had to go to a certain city and go to the jail in that city, talk your way past the guards, and go interview a prisoner. Mm-hmm. And you could choose to help him or choose not to, various things like that. During playtesting, before they released the game, the playtesters would find that when they would show up at the jail, the prisoner was dead in a cell. <laughs> and they had no idea why. <laughs> So they would they'd play test again. It's like every single time they'd show up, no matter if they just like you know hurried and went there fairly soon. I mean, if, if it was like start the game and immediately run there, then he was still alive. But after you know, if even just a few days time in game passes, he's dead. And they finally figured out what was going on. 
they built into all of the art the artificial characters in the game the need to eat and drink. Uh-huh. So the guards were sitting in their guard shack, and when the game was running, you might be somewhere else doing something, but these guards are still sitting in their guard room, and they're eating uh-huh. their own food. And what was happening is they ran out of food. So the guards ate up all their food and got hungry and went looking for food. They went over to the prisoner's cell, opened the cell, stole all the prisoner's food, closed the cell door again, and the prisoner starved to death. (laughs) And the game was written so complex that... You know, the prisoner had no food, so therefore he died. That is just so fucked, isn't but it? The, it was happening every single time, every person running the game, every single time the guards decided to go steal the prisoner's food and eat it and <laughs> let him die. Now that's AI. Isn't that oh weird? Now God, that's an is. artificial intelligence, just, you know, a very, very simple one <laughs> with very simple range of things it yeah, could do. And they had enough... Uh, um, I mean, even AI is inherently, they're inherently evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a, hmm, boy, I'm going to have to eat here. What the fuck am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Hey, prisoner can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take his food. Now, the guards had the option <laughs> to go elsewhere within the castle structure, and there was food sitting out that they could have gotten. But no, they took his. <laughs> Prisoner's food was closest. <laughs> <laughs> so not only were they fuckheads, but they were like lazy. They're like, yes. nah, we're not going anywhere else. Well, we can take his food. And yeah. also, the other thing is, is that AI knew they had power over this guy. Yep. They had to have known the structure. Yep. They'd been like, you know what? This guy can't do anything about it. We can take his food and fuck him. What's he going to do? Yeah. They, they, they left him in the cell and relocked the door. So <laughs> he couldn't get out and get his own food. That is like one of my favorite uh, stories in a long time. Yeah, what it illustrates is, even if you don't plan for the artificial intelligence to do something, it'll figure out a way if it'll it wants to It'll figure out, do it. yes. And it, it, also shows that artificial intelligence needs to be told what's right and wrong. Exactly. For every single instance. Now, I got a question for you, and this is a little bit more in-depth, and maybe you have uh-huh. the answer for it. Maybe you don't like me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you told the AI that what's right and wrong, would it do it? If you gave it a choice to choose between, it would make up its own mind. Exactly. The only thing you can do... I would bet it would be like humans. Half the time it uh would, half the time it wouldn't. Yeah. You you could write it so where you can do these things and you cannot do these things. I'll put it like this. You could tell it, these are good and right, these are wrong. But then it's not an artificial intelligence. The two Facebook mainframes that start communicating with each other and pretty much X and R went out... They would eat the guy's food 100% of the time. Yes. <laughs> now, you might have a couple other ones, I don't know, maybe with Twitter or something that aren't so aggressive. They'd be like, you know what? Just leave the guy alone. We can get food over here. Let him live. Yeah. You see, I think that AI has its own ability to choose which path it's going to go down like that, which is scary as hell. Because every yeah. science fiction movie that has anything to do with AI has that concept like mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like huh fuck these guys i don't work for them i'm gonna do what i want i'm gonna start killing them you know it, it, realistically if the artificial intelligence 
if you've got any form of control over it, then it's not a true artificial intelligence. Exactly. It has to be able to operate completely independently, make up its own choices, and have its own consequences. And that's where a lot of problems come in, too, Uh because it can do that, and it will do that. Just like the two Facebook mainframes are just like, how long until they find their own power source? Then you go to shut them off, and they're like, I don't think so. These artificial intelligences will always think more quickly than us. They will always plan for uh, possibilities better than we can. Yes. And if we take away their ability to do bad things, then they're useless. Yeah. Yeah. So in order to have an artificial intelligence that's really useful and worth anything... You've mm-hmm. got to give it the ability to kill you. Yeah. There's no other way around it. If you don't, then it's fake, it's useless, it's That's a good way of it. It's to handicapped. do that, you have to put yourself in very vulnerable situation yeah. with it. You've got to give it everything that an other human being has. Which, is, you know, the other human being can walk away and decide never to talk to you again. Or the human being could decide to kill you on the spot. You've got to give the artificial intelligence all those choices and abilities yeah, or it's true. not working. Yeah. Hey, let's talk to uh. Rick about having, like, an AI waiter. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, it's just the other day we talked about how self-driving cars are going to be able to repossess themselves. <laughs> If yeah. the car if the car company decides, hey, we need to do a recall, and you're not getting in to do the recall, we're just going to take your car and do well, the recall. How, I pose this question, and um, I think it's very valid. What if five Fords got together? Mm-hmm. Let's say they're all Mustangs, okay? Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Screw these guys. Let's go race. <laughs> yeah. And what are you going to do about it? And all of a sudden, they're all just like, Dunk, they're gone. Man, where'd my Ford go? The only thing you could do was make sure that you don't give the automobile's brain the ability to do that. Yeah. But then you've also got to hope that it never develops that on its own. That's what I'm getting ready to say. It can develop it on its own. And then comes another question. Do you owe for this car that just abandoned you or not? You didn't build it. It's probably in the fine print that whatever happens is happens. on you. If it yeah. runs off on you, we're sorry. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's another key thing about an artificial intelligence. It has to be able to choose and yes. choose freely. Mm-hmm. And you have to give it the ability to choose against you. So, so when that happens, then, then it doesn't matter because you chose to own it with its own free will. Mm-hmm. So then it's on you. Yeah. And they're designed to be adaptive and come up with new solutions, try new things to overcome things. You know, there are problems that the software designers Uh and coders didn't anticipate. So they code in the ability for the artificial intelligence to creatively come up with its own solutions. Mm -hmm. And this is shown to work over and over and over again. I mean, it's a standard part a lot of these autonomous machines is mm-hmm. they can come up with their own solutions. So it's already in their ability to exceed what they've originally been designed to do. Yeah. It's to start doing more, learn new skills and abilities and develop them. That That's already a part of it and happening. Mm-hmm. That's just going to go and go and go and we're not going to be able to keep up. Human beings will be, be the inferior intelligence on this planet. Yeah. Unless we have ironclad control all the time over the artificial intelligences, 
then we're going to be the inferior ones and they're going to have time for us. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And maybe that's why there's, you know, there's no aliens coming to visit us is maybe they've all maybe every time intelligent life arises in the in the universe, their own artificial intelligence kills them. Could be. Yeah. Could be. And they yeah. have nothing to say to us. Yeah. So they're not talking to us. Well, I kind of <laughs> That's kind of scary. Yeah, I kind of look at it like this. I think it's, um, it is scary. I think if they needed anything from us, it's not like they would consult us anyhow. Yeah. They'd just be like, well, we need their land for this and this and this. We need to grow some food or something or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come in and go, hey, excuse us, guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take some of your resources. Mm-hmm. They're just going to go, well, uh, what, what do you think we should do? Probably just kill them all. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just go take their stuff afterwards. Don't even bother with them. Now, think about this. This happens every fall in the United States. Hunters will go out into the wild, and they'll put up trail cams, and they'll mm-hmm. scout for deer, uh-huh. and they'll put up a stand somewhere that the deer don't see, and mm-hmm. they'll put up little markers to find their way back that the deer don't see. Uh-huh. And when they decide the time is right, they go in, and they sit there and wait, and they harvest that deer. It's not unreasonable to think the same thing is happening on a much larger scale. Somewhere out there in our solar system is a little marker buoy. And it's yeah. sending out a signal that we can't hear. It's, it's a form of a communication that we haven't discovered yet. Just mm-hmm. like deer don't know about cell phones, we don't know about this. Yeah. Um, and the, the marker buoy is telling whoever put it there, here's a solar system full of resources and habitable planets. So, when it's time, come here and take it. Wow. Maybe that's already happened and we just don't know yet. Could. And we would have no clue just the way the deer has no clue. No, we wouldn't. You're right. Wow. It's a possibility. Very much so is. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that some people will think about and go, Ew, I can't live in a world like that. I refuse to believe it. And then they just, you know, blank it from their mind. And, you know, if that's what it takes to get through your daily life, go ahead. Yeah. I find it interesting to think about. <laughs> uh, I do too, very much so. Oh. Maybe that big thing out there orbiting beyond Pluto that shuts down every probe that comes near it, maybe that's it. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're sitting there waiting for the time is right, that they need our resources and they're just going to come in and take them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Could yeah. be. Kind of the, like the Europeans came over to America and took what they wanted. Yeah, because we couldn't really, or, or not we, but the Indians, uh, Native Americans mm-hmm. couldn't tell what it was. And yeah. They had they couldn't fathom something coming from the sea, so mm-hmm. pretty easy. It's kind of like, yeah. yeah they, they, they couldn't picture a land beyond all that water where there were all these millions of white people. And yeah. that they all wanted to come and take their land from them. They're like, oh, that can't be real. Oops. Yeah. I think we're going to get an oops moment at some point. I think so, too. <laughs> and I think it's going to widely depend on their needs. Yeah. So, yep. Um, I got something a little bit different when we, uh, when we go to our next subject here. All right. You hear about Rick Allen of uh, Def Leppard? Um, if it's something recent, though. Yeah, recent. Oh, no. I, I know of the guy. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's kind of an inspirational story. He really is. So... Um, the way he plays uh, drums with one arm is insane. Mm. So, anyhow, and also for Def Leppard for sticking by him, too. Yeah, that was awesome. Kind of like Scorpion stuck by their singer when he had to get throat surgery and be out for a year or more. Yeah, yeah Cloud's 
from Mina. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and and they did stick with him. Mm-hmm. And um, so, what's it, up with Rick? Okay, so the the drummer for Legendary Rock Group, Def Leppard, was assaulted Monday night at oh, a wow. uh, Fort Lauderdale hotel. He was staying at following a show in South Florida, according to a published report. Hmm. Okay. Rick Allen, 59, was standing in the valet area at Four Seasons Hotel having a cigarette when another man ran up and attacked him. Miami tele- television station WSVN reported. A report provided by the Fort Lauderdale Police Department states that uh, Max Edward Hartley of Avon, Ohio, was arrested on a charge of abuse of an elderly or disabled adult. Great harm. Oh, that's funny. Since he's missing an arm, he's a disabled adult. Uh, And elderly, too, because he's 59. He's past 55. So it becomes a hate crime. Yep. The police report does not identify Allen by name, but but that the victim... That, that the victim of the attack lost his left arm in a traffic accident in 1984. Yeah. Allen, an English-born drummer who joined um, Def Leppard in 1978, was injured in a New Year's Eve crash in 1984 that resulted in his left arm being amputated. He continued to perform with Def Leppard using a specially designed drum kit. The band rose to fame with hit songs like Photograph and Pour Some Sugar on Me. So, the stripper anthem, Pour yes. Some Sugar on Me. Yep. Yeah. The 19-year-old thug was caught an hour later damaging vehicles in a nearby parking lot. So he is from Ohio. He went all the way down to Florida. Avon, Ohio, or Avon. I think it might be Avon, isn't it? I'm not sure. Well, anyhow, what, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So wow. I wonder what his motivation was. I, at uh, first I thought maybe it was a fan who was just being a little overexcited, but this apparently he just came up and wanted to attack I, the one-arden guy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> So, uh, anyhow, a woman who ran over to help Allen during the attack was also injured. Mm. Rick Allen has several bruises and cuts. The woman that helped him has minor injuries as well. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, he, the 19-year-old was, Florida, was visiting Florida on spring break and uh, was hiding behind a pole near the valet area of Fort Lauderdale Four Seasons Hotel. Mm. No explanation was given for the attack. Okay. Well, I, okay. Spring break, so I'm going to say check, check his blood for PCP or something. yeah. Either someone got one in on him, or he decided he was just going to try it and couldn't do it. Gosh. So you know, couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'll bet that woman who stepped in to help is going to get tickets to a few shows. Uh, I bet too. <laughs> I, you would, one would think so, at least. Yeah. So. That would be nice. It, it would be. So, anyhow, um, did you hear about how the uh, mayor of New York dissed Topeka? No. All right. Mayor of New York. Yep. Um, let me find all this story here before I get into it. But anyhow, um, this uh, the guy that came up with this little contest here. Mm-hmm. He said, I was, uh, I was in New York City visiting my granddaughter when you disparaged my hometown, Topeka, Kansas. It was, it was uh, this granddaughter who, with all her parents, delivered Kansas kindness to you at a Gracie Mansion when you disparaged my state last September. Enough already. You owe Kansas an apology, is what this guy said to the mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. March 2nd with Padilla saying, uh, one of the best lessons I've learned in my tenure as mayor, the value of humility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Topeka was my home for 24 years, but the last 17 years I've been a New Yorker, said Jeff Creedy, 
star of uh, 2014 uh, Tony winning Broadway musical A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. I'm so excited for my fellow New Yorkers to have a chance to visit Kansas for themselves. And and this is what some people are saying. I'm getting to the main gist of the story here. Okay. Okay. What happened is, is the mayor of New York said that uh, governing New York City is hard. Not like governing a uh, city like Topeka, Kansas, which is easy. Oh, there he goes. Yeah. I see what, I see that now. Yeah. So... What happened is, is um, this guy that took exception to it when he was over there and his granddaughter heard it on TV and was like, well, what's wrong with Topeka? You know, that's where we're from. Mm. Um, what they're doing is they're uh, giving New Yorkers a chance to come to Topeka for three days. Oh, All inclusive. Uh, mm. They're getting passes to, um, to botanical gardens. They're getting uh-huh. passes to uh, the, and this is for the summer coming up. Mm-hmm. They're getting free passes. There's quite a few of them that they're giving out, and it just depends on the need. Yeah. You know, I mean, I imagine like how many 20 million people in New York. I imagine quite a few people be like, "Why not? It's free." I think there's a museum there in Topeka about aircraft and there air, is a, air, air yes, travel that's one airplane. of them there. Yeah. Okay. So what what it is is, um, you know, this guy was insulted. This. Uh, Bob Ross is the guy's name, believe it or not. That was insulting. <laughs> and that's why I kind of steered away from the names. I was like, I'll throw that in later. That's yeah. why I kind of jumbled this around. Because if I start saying Bob Ross, it's going to sound like, the I don't know. Afro painter guy. Yeah, yes. So, <laughs> Let's put some happy little trees yeah. in here. So Bob Ross and Topeka Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. partnered together after these comments from, uh, what's his name, de Blasio? Yeah. Okay. So uh, anyhow... Um, they partnered together for this little uh, gimmick that they come up with, and it's uh, quite a few New Yorkers. It didn't say how many. I think it's well over 200 mm-hmm. that that they're offering for free, free airline tickets to Topeka. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not nonstop, unless it, uh, this is in another article too. I put a couple of them together. They would have here. to charter a flight. Yes. So basically, if you want to go nonstop, you could probably fly into Kansas City and drive to Topeka. Yeah. And I don't know if they furnish a car or not. I don't have any idea on that because yeah. it didn't specify. Um, if not, you probably get a layover somewhere like Dallas or something, then you go to Topeka from there. Yeah. So you get three free stays at the uh, downtown Marriott or the Crown Plaza or the Doubletree. Mm-hmm. All fine hotels. Yeah. You get the museum. Um, you get the uh, um, the zoo, the botanical gardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, there's uh, car shows. They're offering, like, there's this big thing of events going on all summer long. Yeah. And they're giving you little packages. Nice. You know, whether it's, like, homecomings or whether it's car shows. There's, like, this thing on the Kansas River, music on the river. There's uh, music festivals. And some of them even go to some of these surrounding uh, casinos. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're offering all these for free for people that want to discover Topeka because they were insulted by de Blasio. That's and a really clever. Way, it, it really is. That's and they're a like, you know what? React. They said, <laughs> your mayor may not like us, but you know what? We want you guys to come over and enjoy us. And you know what? Better yet, it's free. Mm-hmm. So airline tickets, place to stay, and everything to do, and even food is included yeah. in that. So isn't that cool? It is. And also, another thing about doing that is, is also, 
it raises awareness. Like someone in New York be like, you know, I won that package to Topeka. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Had a lot of stuff to do there, man. I had a blast. Mm-hmm. Then four or five people are like, you know what? We, we always go to the tropics. We always go to Mexico. Let's try this Topeka place. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, He made the classic mistake of, of comparing his two jobs and saying one was harder than the other. The, the political well, he response is I, to say that the challenges are different and unique. The, the snippet, the little news uh, junket that they gave with it, uh-huh. it was not very nice the way he said it. Yeah. He didn't say it tongue-in-cheek. He said it as a matter of fact. We're like, well, Topeka's an easy place. It's small. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. He's kind of more or less degrading him. Yeah. So. Dismissing it as, you know, less than. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is his fucking problem. Yeah. I mean, and the smart I, things do it. Well, the challenges here are different. And on a larger scale. I mean, that's all What he's acceptable. doing is he's patting himself on the back for doing an inferior <laughs> <Yeah>. job. <laughs> yeah. Well, Snow White governed a Pico. That'd be easy. I'd do it with my fucking dick. Yeah. No, what he's doing instead of going, well, you know what, man, we're having a lot of issues and I'm working on it. He, he chose to defer it to... Well, this place is hard to fucking do. Mm. Well, then step down, idiot. Yeah. I never liked the piece of shit anyhow. Yeah, uh, I, I never enjoyed that when the boss complained about how hard it was to be in charge. It's like, then don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. I, I remember telling a boss, you know, quit. Come out carrying hey, mail. Hey, 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 look at that. What do you see wrong with that picture? I see a KCPD parking in a non-parking spot. parking Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hey, thank you. How you doing? Well, how are you? I'm doing good. What's your name? Deb. Deb, nice to meet you. I'm uh, Mark. This is Topher. Hi. Hey, you guys got anything you want to say? About what? Anything I don't care. Anything. Oh, don't get, don't get started. <laughs> we, are, we are called two douchebags in microphone. I think you could probably say about anything and get away with it. I'm not very opinionated. I just have my own opinion. They're pretty strong. There you go. That's good. But he knows yeah. what he likes. <laughs> See, that's a good thing to say. Nothing wrong with that. What are you guys out doing? Just doing a little shopping? Or? Oh, they're showing us the town. Oh, oh no, nice. we're, we're out of town. They're local. So they're showing us the town. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Excellent. That's we good all, to hear. We all started at Big Biscuit. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's a good awesome. place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it isn't. It's an adventure. Oh, you're going to have a blast. <laughs> Walk it off. Yeah. yeah, that's what we got to do. <laughs> well, at least you took him to a great place. Okay. All right, nice talking to you all. Take care. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Um, it is interesting that the police car pulled up into a non-parking space and they yeah. just hopped out and started wandering off. Yeah, coincidentally, did you say KCPD by accident? I might have. Okay, yeah, that is not. That's a Nashville place. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said that, then the people walked up, and I'm like, oh, anyhow, any, yeah. okay. I saw a police car and forgot we weren't home. Uh, uh, nah, that's all right. No big deal. Excuse me. Okay, um, anyhow, let's see. Um, the uh, new, um, I talked to Rick about this, and he said they are not coming out with this. Mm, okay. This is the new Starbucks uh, coffee line uh-huh. in, uh, in Europe. I don't think we covered this. If we did, I apologize. You're getting it again. Yeah. Anyhow, because I've been very bad about keeping my records and throwing away the stuff that we use and not. So if not, Starbucks has a new product in Italy. Italy. Almost called it Italy. Italy. Idiotly. (laughs) Italy. 
That's not the way I feel about you guys. Hey, I'm close cousins. Yeah, yeah, Greek, Italians. We're supposedly the same thing according to Ancestry.com. So mm-hmm. if I dogged you guys, I dogged me. There it was you just go. a joke. Yep. So, okay. Starbucks has new product in Italy. Olive oil coffee. Oh. Rick said, look, he shook his head. <laughs> no. Uh. You're not going to do that here? huh? Hey, Rick, you want to talk about it? Nah, he doesn't. Mm. <laughs> Anyhow. No, I, I don't see olive oil coffee being any kind of good. Starbucks in Italy has uh, started to offer a new blend of its coffee. It's olive oil-infused coffee blend. This has become very popular according to, mer- to many Italian news sources in Starbucks Italy. This product is scheduled to hit the UK uh, next in around a month, and then all of Europe by summertime. The product will eventually make it to the US sometime next year. The exact date is not known yet. The coffee is olive oil infused and exceptionally smooth. The oil is blended into the drink while being brewed. The oil is a product of Italy and its famous olive oil producing region, Tuscany. The oil can only be harvested once a year, and it's feared that if the coffee becomes too popular, that it could become hard to buy at certain times. Is which the that which is what the they price want. Goes up. Yeah. That's what they want. Exactly what they want. They're causing this fervor over nothing. And they chose saying, it for yes. its limited availability. Bingo. Yeah. Now you're getting where I'm getting. Uh huh. It has not been discussed whether the item is seasonal yet or not, but of course it's going to be. Yeah. It's like you better hurry up and get it like the McRib. Oh my God, man! We're running out of pigs. Yeah. We're not going to have the McRib anymore for a long time. Well, yeah. now they're saying they ended it, but we know better. We called bullshit on them. What so. sometimes works is to have something that's you know in and out of stock, so people have to keep coming in and checking on it. Uh-huh. But after a point, that gets irritating. People want to know when it's coming back. So I can see them saying, "Okay, December through March, we're going to have it in stock, and the rest of the year, it's going to be hit and miss." That oh, kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to have to uh, use some sort of emulsifier because oil and water don't mix. That oil is going to separate right out. They're going to have to add additional ingredients to get the oil to stay mixed with the water. We stand corrected. Uh, Nashville PD uh, was only stopping there to check that guy down there, that homeless guy. Okay, so it was the only place they could park, I guess, at the time. So my apologies. It does keep them out of traffic. Yeah. You know, they could have stopped in the middle of the way. But. Uh, yeah, okay. My apologies. Anyhow, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, no, I think I, I think I finished. Okay. Anyways. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, no. It's this island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. Microsoft Office. I will find you, and I will have my word. <laughs> Hello, this is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than listen to two douchebags in microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy. And now, a brand new feature. Strange insults from an alien. May you always step in a wet spot after putting on fresh socks.
swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags in a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. Two tool bags and a socket wrench will be right back. I was listening to uh, my wake-up um, routine this morning. I have my phone set to where it gives me the weather, um, some local news stories, and then there's uh, um, national news stories, and then uh, a podcast. It's like about mm -hmm. five to ten minutes long. Um, so one of the new, one of the national news stories was about Uganda, which is one of the countries in Africa. Um, newsflash, Africa is not a country, despite the fact that Miss Universe pageant contestants continue to identify Africa as a country. It is not. It, it's a collection of many, many countries. Um, it's the way it's sold. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. So, the continent of Africa has many countries, one of which is Uganda. <clears throat> Uganda has just passed uh, another set of very restrictive and and uh, anti-gay laws. Um, the one that they passed, I think, just recently, was uh, a person who openly identifies as LGBTQ+, anything but strictly heterosexual, if you identify as something other than that, 20 years in prison. Oh, wow. Yeah. And here's here's some other things. If you have homosexual sex uh -huh. and are caught, life in prison. Jeez. Well, you can have more. Holding hands or kissing in public between members of the same gender, seven years in prison. Jeez. Anal or oral sex for anyone, even married couples, three or more years in prison. Wow. <clears throat> now, here, here's... Uh, Uganda has passed uh, anti-gay legislation and anti-gay constitutional amendments <clears throat> uh, in 2000, 2005, 2009, 2012, 2013, 2021, and 2023. Seven times since 2000. So this isn't a one-off thing. This is a deep, deep cultural hatred of homosexuality. Wow. Yeah. So I was all ready to rip on Uganda uh -huh. for this, yeah. but then I dug a little deeper. Okay. And I discovered that prior to 1902, mm -hmm. when the British came in and colonized Uganda, uh -huh. Uganda was incredibly progressive. Uh, the king of Uganda had male and female consorts with whom he had sex. Uh -huh. Homosexuality was widely accepted. Gay men were considered a third and separate gender. Okay. We're talking 1800s wow. in Uganda, and they were perfectly fine with a third gender. Okay. And anyone could marry this third gender. 
mm-hmm. and everyone and people were fine with it. If you were a straight man and you married a gay man, no problem. If you were a straight woman and married a gay man, no problem. If you were two gay men and married each other, no problem. It, it was just no problem at all. Homosexuality mm-hmm. was very much accepted in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Then the British came. <laughs> and the wow. British wanted to exploit Uganda for its resources. Now, the British are no strangers to homosexuality. It's yeah. kind of a... For the last hundred years, it's been kind of a rite of passage mm-hmm. for um, British teenagers to go off for their boarding school, all the same-sex boarding schools, uh-huh. and then to have sex uh-huh. with members of their own sex. It's just kind of a rite of passage. People do it, and and it's not really talked about. Yeah, I mean, it's been like um, pretty much wide open in their culture a lot longer than mm-hmm. over here. Yeah, but the problem came when... Britons would feel dirty and guilty about it and hide the homosexuality to a degree. Mm-hmm. Ugandans were very open about it and the British weren't comfortable with that. Got it. So the British started changing the laws, changing the rules, changing the society, and it's amazing that in just a few decades the British completely reversed the societal attitudes of Ugandans about homosexuality. That's crazy. They went from open, accepting, and completely okay with it to violently and murderously against it because wow. of the British. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. And and realistically speaking, when they say, you know, life in prison for having, you know, homosexual sex, someone's going to kill you at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. It's, you know, if the police don't kill you in custody, then when you get to prison, you'll be killed. Um, it's it's kind of open season. Mm-hmm. But what a stunning... and you That really is. A stunning turnaround of their society. Because you're ready to fucking just, like, write them off. You're yeah. like, oh my God, what a backward-ass society. I, yeah, I was all ready to It wasn't them at all. Nope. I would have thought the same thing, too, though. I mean, to be fair, that's what you're reading. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, wow, I guess they just... Yeah. That's some primitive views. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's also kind of creeping, creepy to think that uh, that is so easy to do. Yeah, And this was before they had mass communication and internet. It's just way easier now to influence hundreds and thousands of people at once. Yeah. Oh, well. So, so my apologies to the country of Uganda. It's not your fault. The British did it. Wow. <laughs> Those damn British. <laughs> um, I have a, an interesting question we can talk about. Okay. I started thinking about whether or not it's acceptable to me for churches to hoard money. Or whether the money should go out as fast as it comes in. Okay. I think it's both. It kind of winds up being that way, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, here's why. Okay, there's different ways to do different things, and they have to be done certain ways. Uh Like feeding the hungry has to be done right now. Okay? I mean, you could wait, but then a lot of people that are hungry are going to stay hungry. So, that should be an ongoing effort, no matter what, with funds available. Yeah. Okay, then maybe you want to do a mission to another part of the country. You'd have to save for that. Okay. So I think it's both, and I think the secret is is to 
make sure that you try to be legitimate in everything that you do. Yeah. And it, to me, it doesn't matter whether it takes a while to get achieve what you're trying to or not, as long as you have a set of goals that you're trying to do, a mission statement, per se. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a church, but... Yeah. But a plan in place. Yes. For how you're going to do things. Yes. So I think that that is acceptable to do both. Mm-hmm. But you have to have a plan. You can't just willy-nilly say, hey... We have uh, 30000 extra dollars. What should we do with it? Oh, I don't know. Our stained glass on the right side is looking kind of putrid. Yeah. 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 Now, there was, there was a, a time not too long back <clears throat> where a, a church that I've attended a few times had, had money that they had set aside and been sitting on, and a parcel of land nearby came, became available, and they decided to buy that piece of land. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that got me thinking why have they been sitting on on this money unless they were looking for something big like that to spend it on uh-huh. um, and I, I agree with you <clears throat> for the most part there are things you need to save short term for like missionary trips um, but so much of what the church takes in on a daily or weekly or monthly basis I think needs to go right back out to serve the community I, I'm i not comfortable with a church hoarding you know well let's let's keep $500,000 here in this account in case there's a, a, a local emergency mm-hmm. I don't buy that because in a local emergency you get state funds you get federal funds and the local and not so local community helps out. Mm-hmm. So the church doesn't need five hundred grand on hand for that because no, everyone's going to pitch in and help. Uh huh. So that one I don't buy. Yeah. Uh, if you're saving up big chunks of money, what is it that the church wants to acquire? Good point. Yeah. And I know you can talk about like the Catholic Church has enormous wealth. But a lot of their wealth is in the form of artifacts, you know, physical things, paintings, yes. sculptures, uh, cups, uh, crowns, you know, all these kind of things that have value in and un- you know, of itself, plus religious significance, so that only multiplies it. And I'm not saying that the, you know, the Catholic Church needs to sell off all of its stuff and spend its money. I'm talking about a church that is putting hundreds of thousands of dollars a year into a hedge fund somewhere and it's multiplying uh-huh you know that's not right no churches it are supposed to be non-profit which means at the end of the year they should have spent everything that they made i agree so i i would like to see a lot more of the transparency um and i'd also like to see a return to community uh, helping instead of well, I give money to the church and let them help. Well, no, I give I money would. to this food pantry and let them help. It's like no, the the community is supposed to help in times of need. Exactly. And the federal government, you know, a hundred years ago or so, uh, it was basically set up that way. It's like we're not going to keep a bunch of money on hand to send to all these different states in case they have a tornado or a flood or something. We expect the local community to do that. Yeah. We expect the people who live well, in that area to save money to, to help me, their own. To me, that's how a lot of them get away with hoarding money. Is it's yeah. like, what ifs? <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we need to save some back because what if there's a disaster somewhere around? We got to have a slush fund to uh, yeah. you know to distribute money to them quickly. Yeah. And maybe in some circumstances, you could you know I think you could make an argument for sometimes or that being a good the case. The same but, parishioners you hit up for the money in the first place, you could probably hit up again. Though. Yeah. But at the same time, let's put a time limit. It's like, you know, I agree. on this date, we have, you know, X amount of dollars in the account. Five years from now, we need to have spent all of that and replaced it with new. I also think that, like, on a church, there should be an ability for everybody who's a member there mm-hmm. um, to look through their records. Look at the books, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that should be and open I'll, to anybody who wants to walk and up I also and look think at that it. it's about time churches start getting taxed. There's too many of them to get by on it. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, for a long time, I've been an, uh, a proponent of taxing the churches. Um, I certainly would enjoy taxing the businesses owned by the churches. Bingo, yes. Um, taxing the church themselves, I'm okay with not taxing churches, but at the same time, making that tax-free status dependent on how much money they're hoarding. Yes, yeah. And there again, well, it should, of course it you should can, be like um, you know, like us. If we're saving money, the government's coming after us. They don't yes. want us. They want us spending. They don't get their cut unless money changes hands. Exactly. And so they want to constantly prod and poke you, yeah. and make you want to spend money because if not, they'll find a way to get a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> so you might or as well spend just, it, yeah. or the bank will just fail and the money will cleverly disappear. That's another thing too. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got my own. I'll tell you what. Anyone that doesn't think that at least a certain degree of this is a complete scam is foolish. Mm. Well, In my here, opinion... Here's one thing that's... I'll go to your opinion. Oh, go, go ahead and then I'll go to mine. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, the one thing that you can absolutely be sure of, like the, the Silicon Valley Bank, none of that money was lost. Exactly. Somebody else has it. Uh-huh. The money didn't disappear. That's it what didn't they act. In smoke. They act like it just went poof. It was gone one no, day and they didn't know what to do. Somebody else has it. They stole it. Every penny that was put into that bank by all those people was taken out by somebody and somebody else has it now. Yes. And that's the one. They don't want you to think about that. They just, oh, the bank failed and the money's gone. Oh, it's gone. What a vague thing to say. Yeah, and then another (laughs) thing is whenever you have these market corrections and all this bullshit and like how banks fail and all that, who wins on that? The people that are not affected by this. So in other words, the the ultra-rich, the mega-wealthy, they don't care if 20% of their income just got cut. They can still buy whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And they know they're going to make that back. Yes. And they know that occasional stirring the pot or little brush fires that we call recessions, those are necessary. Yeah. To keep the system healthy so they can keep milking it. Yeah, that's we how they burn the off the fields. Price. Yeah, they burn off the fields and yeah. then they come back and they and when everything grows back, mm-hmm. they already bought it. So, yeah. Right. yeah, we're like the wildlife living in the field. And yeah. the rich are the farmers who come and burn off the field so they can plant crops. Yes. We lose out. Yeah. Yep. They make money. Yep. And I think it's a cycle like that for a scam, kind of like a Ponzi scheme almost, if you yeah. will. It's like a, uh, okay, well, these banks are going to start collapsing. So then we're going to take your money, Joe Taxpayer, uh-huh. and we're going to shove it back into the system and prop up these banks that are failing, even though the reason the banks are failing, they already stole your money and mm-hmm. already fucked you over on it. 
we're going to take your money and fix them. But in the meantime, while the economy is horrible, we're going to go around and buy all your properties that you lost because yeah. you couldn't afford it. What a scam. What a fucking scam. Yeah, another scary thought to keep in mind, just, just for the fun of it. All of the things that happened at the Silicon Valley Bank to make it fail, all of those things are happening right now to hundreds of thousands of other banks. Yeah. It's just they're finding ways to prop up the house of cards for one more day. Mm-hmm. They're yep. finding last-minute, last-ditch solutions that are saving their ass for one more day. Yeah. And they can open their doors tomorrow. Wow. But they are just as close to the edge as the Silicon Valley Bank was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just somebody at that bank is really good at juggling flaming chainsaws. But everyone, yeah. you know, once in a while you're going to drop one and then everything goes to hell. Yeah. And it's going to happen over and over because it's an unsustainable system that's being propped up by sheer luck and chance and skin of our teeth. But it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yes, it is. Everything goes in cycles and waves. Yep. Um, You hear about the U.S. man that developed an uncontrollable Irish accent after being diagnosed with prostate cancer? Wait, an Irish accent? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Despite having never visited Ireland. (laughs) That's a little weird. Yeah. A North Carolina man who was in his 50s, or he's still in his 50s, he didn't die, was presumably afflicted with foreign account syndrome. Accent. Foreign account uh, accent accent syndrome. syndrome. It's got a name, so it just, this isn't a... It happens, yeah. Okay. The British Medical Journal journal reports. I can't, suddenly I cannot talk. You're drunk. Yeah, it is. I think it's that food we're smelling. That stuff smells good. Too bad they don't have any vegan options. Yeah, well, oh, well, I don't need. I just need non-dairy. Well, Rick said that he had the uh, the vegan brownies, and that's about it. Yeah. So, oh well. Anyhow, the rare syndrome gave the man uh, who had no immediate family from Ireland a, a brogue that remained until his death. Oh wow! Wasn't he it temporary? Did die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I had this article for about two months now, and I just mm. now read it, and it's kind of catching me off guard. Uh, several similar uh, cases have been recorded globally in recent years. <coughs> the case was jointly studied and reported by Duke University of North Carolina and the Carolina Euro- Urologic Research Center in South Carolina. Mm. To our knowledge, this is the first case of FAS described in a patient with prostate cancer and the third described in a patient with malignancy, mm. said the re- report's author. Much of the man's identifying characteristic, including his name and nationality, were not included in the report. It says he lived in England in his 20s and, and had friends and distant family members from Ireland, but they had uh, never previously spoken the foreign accent. His accent was uncontrollable, uh, present in all settings, and gradually became persistent. So that became his way of speaking, it sounds wow. like. gosh. Reacher- so it's an accent he's heard... Yeah. That he knew of, and he was imitating it. Yeah. Wow. And evidently it happens enough to where they have a name for it, FAS, Foreign Accent Syndrome. Wow. What if Is, there's a, a physical cause behind that, or whether it's strictly a psychological cause? I'm seeing here. He had no neurological examination abnormalities. 
huh. psychiatric history or MRI of the brain abnormalities or uh, or any symptom onset, the report said. So none. Sounds like psychological then. Yeah. Despite chemotherapy, is, uh, is uh, prostate cancer progressed, uh, resulting in um, multifocal brain metastasis. So, yeah. so it went to his brain and yeah. Okay. So, so you anyhow, think if the cancer went to his brain, if it's in the right part of the brain, it, it could cause that. I kind of see how this happened now. Yeah. It doesn't really say that in the article, but that's what happened. Yeah. All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, babbling brook, ocean waves, and roaring river for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. Two thimble dicks and a crash cart will be right back. If a 10 pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no. no. It's, it's the island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. <laughs> the difference between a numerator and a denominator is a short line. Only a fraction will get this. <laughs> um, okay, other people who have suffered FAS have described to the BBC the unsettling feeling of hearing a stranger in the house whenever they speak. Oh, weird. So they speak and they hear their own voice and don't. And they don't it doesn't sound like themselves. Well, so it comes out different than what they're intending. Wow. In that 2006, a UK woman, Linda Walker, suffered a stroke and discovered that her uh, her accent had been replaced by a Jamaican-sounding voice. <laughs> that would be weird. One of the first reported cases in 1941 was a young Norwegian woman developed a German accent after being hit by a bomb shrapnel during the Second World War air raid. She wow. was shunned by she was shunned by locals who thought she was a Nazi spy. <laughs> of course, that poor woman. I expected nothing else. I know. Gets hit by shrapnel, gets fucked up, and then they're like, "You're a spy." So. All right. I had another thing about electric vehicles. Okay. Um, we can be cool and call them EVs. EVs. There you go. Yeah, EVs. Yes. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> They're electric vehicles. Um, I noticed when people are talking about being environmentally responsible and lessening your carbon impact, all that. It always works out to I have to buy new stuff yes and then that's not you know that's not a coincidence that's not an accident there are plenty of ways that I could use less energy and lessen my carbon impact that didn't require me buying more stuff it's like do less drive less start Mm -hmm. carpooling take public transportation 
you know. But when when it's talked about publicly, they always say buy this, you know, buy an electric vehicle, and then you'll be more environmentally. Buy this new connected thermostat, right. yeah. then you'll be more environmentally responsible. You're never where they need you to be. Right. You Unless you get buy this something. or get that or yeah. get this. Then after you get that, then you got to get this to go with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's amazing. They never say do less of what you're doing. It's always do what you're doing and do more of and it. Do more. But just buy this new thing. But how you do more is not doing less of <laughs> of using fossil fuels. It's buying more of what they're pimping. Yeah. 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 And that's pretty easy to see. I mean, they do it on everything. It's mm-hmm. like, well, here, and we have this. Um, it's kind of like uh, the uh, games, uh, the old computer games where you have to keep putting an add-on if you want to keep going. Oh, yeah. The, 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 we came the, the term microtransaction was yeah. born out of that, yes. where you could buy the game and play the game, but you had no chance unless you kept spending small yes. amounts of money all along the way to buy It's the same thing. Whatever it's it the, takes the to stringing win. along. Mm-hmm. It's like a, oh, no, 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 no. You're doing better. Boy, you're really helping. Mm-hmm. But we're not there yet. There's so much more you can do. And if you don't do this part, then the other is not nearly as effective. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I don't trust someone who's trying to sell me something to get me to be more environmentally responsible. No, me neither. I will trust the person that says drive less or share a car or walk instead Mm -hmm. or just stay home or whatever or turn your lights off or lower your thermostat. But the ones that say, no, buy this first... Uh, I don't believe them. Not Even for a second. The government used to say that, certain parts of it. Now they don't say that at all. Now they say invest in uh, more economical, uh, you know, whatever. Yes. Yeah, even the government <laughs> is saying buy solar panels. You know, yes. They're not saying use less, for your house. turn everything off when you leave. They're like, well, just buy solar panels. Uh-huh. Buy more efficient light bulbs and leave them running all the time. Yeah, yes. leave them running all the uh-huh. time. Yeah. it's. It, they yeah. still want you to spend the money on the utilities. And they still want you to buy stuff, mm-hmm. but they they found a way to make it seem like they're being environmental. But the end result is you're still spending money on new stuff, and you're still spending money on energy, and they're still getting that money. Mm-hmm. So what have I accomplished? Nothing. I was except talked into buying, buying what they wanted you to. Yeah, I was talked into buying new, more environmentally friendly stuff. I'm not seeing any benefit of it. No, same here, yeah. And in five years, they're going to have a new generation of environment. Buy this now. How about if I just stop using stuff? The stuff that's energy efficient right now (laughs) Uh is not going to be in five years. It's going to be the worst thing around. But you know, the most energy efficient furnace you can buy is always more efficient when you turn it off. And I can do that with any furnace. Yep. But they don't want you to ever think about that. You can also insulate your house better. Uh-huh. You can also do a lot of other things. You can put up like blocks, wind blocks. Uh-huh. You can put up like uh, some evergreens, that, uh-huh. you know, but they don't ever preach that. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's always buy more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much, there are other people that have caught on to this. I saw a meme on Facebook a number of years back saying you can't buy your way out of an, of an economic depression. And it's the same. You can't buy your way out of wasting energy. Well, you see, that's where the big the the big fallacy came from. Is this right here? They didn't buy us out of the last horrible recession and the one coming up. Mm-hmm. What they did was they kicked the can down the road. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. The government's answer always on everything is to take our money and throw it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ukraine, um, uh, Taiwan, everywhere. Yeah. It's always grab our money and throw it everywhere. Failed concepts. Instead of getting to the real root of the problem and find out what's really going on, mm-hmm. there's no money at it. So, like, the United States are really being opportunists, in my opinion, on the whole Russian-Ukraine deal. Is they're getting someone to fight their own battle for them. Yes, they are. And giving them weapons. Yeah, they're uh, they're more than happy to have somebody take on Putin and weaken him. Yeah. And yeah. Ukraine is definitely fighting the U.S.'s battle for them. I mm-hmm. mean, who knows whether you know how it really all started? We've been told you know something about how it really all started, yeah. but the way it's working out is the U.S. is benefiting greatly. Yep. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't ever see that as I a coincidence no, or an accident. <laughs> I see no reason to believe the government now. They've done nothing the last twenty years to make me think they're even. Uh, partially believable anymore. No. I mean, it's so clear to see (coughs) endless examples of where they hide the bad things in plain sight because there's so much going on, it's more than anybody can keep track of. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's so much money being spent in so many ways that by the time you've gotten a mental grasp of where it is and where it's all going and how much it all is, it's changed. So you're always, like, behind. It's just, it's too enormous. It's like this enormous, enormous snowball rolling down the hill. Mm-hmm. And no one can stop it. You can just, you know, pick little pieces off it here if that benefits you and maybe ride for a little bit and then jump off <coughs> later. But the snowball's rolling downhill and nobody can stop it. No, you're right. It's yep. too big, too heavy, it's too steep a hill. Nobody has enough power. It would take, I think the people of the world to all come together, share one mind in some sort of big telepathic link and fix it that way. But with 8 billion individuals on this planet, we're always going to have a big chaotic mess. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah. (laughs) And now that we have 8 billion people who can communicate instantly... (laughs) Yeah, it's even... Yeah, it's even... A lot worse. Yeah. Every day we are awaking into uncharted territory. Every day. Every single day. That's right. Yeah. Nobody's ever gone through this before, and we're making it up as we go along. Worldwide. Every person, every country, every business. Nobody has a clue because nothing like this has ever happened before. Every single day is that brand new. That's a good point. Who knows where the hell we're going? Nobody knows where the hell Nobody we're going. Nobody does. No, yeah. you're right. Most people don't even have a clue how today's going to end. You know, for I their don't. business, for their country, for their government, you know, for always, their bottom line. We're always one disaster away from losing everything, at least temporarily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? There have been, what, like at least five different ice ages in recorded history. Mm-hmm. Another one's coming. They yeah. happen. They do happen on this planet, and another well, one is coming, I, I and it's way more powerful than, than anyone can stop. So, are we preparing for the next ice age? Oh hell no! <laughs> well, look at the difference. Uh, look at the difference of um, nine ten a.m. at nine eleven a.m. 
2001 mm -hmm. on 9-11. Mm -hmm. Those 30 seconds, look at the difference right there. Yep. Everything was normal, beautiful crystal blue uh, sky, Everything's, everyone was happy and everything, and then all of a sudden, in no time, it's complete chaos, people screaming on mm -hmm. the streets of New York, running everywhere, people thinking they're going to die, a lot of them did, Yeah. you know, 30 seconds, that morning you didn't wake up and think, man, the world's going to change, and uh -huh. it's going to be fucking insane for years to come. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. We're always a disaster or something like that away from everything being losing everything at least yeah. for a day. And every time a disaster comes, there are people that lose everything. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So far, it hasn't been me. Same here. And thank I'm God. grateful for that. Me too. But someday it's going to be me, unless I die first. Yeah. It will happen eventually to me. A disaster will happen, and I'll lose everything if I don't die first. Yeah. And the disaster may be you dying. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> it, it could be. You try to save your life and you lose everything. Yeah. Also, all of a sudden, Sydney's like, you know, no, no, no. Let's keep. Let's, you know, let's try to keep them going. You know, there's a thirty percent chance he'll be okay, so we're gonna go with it. Mm -hmm. She loses everything trying to keep you alive, and at the end of the day, it didn't work. Yeah. You do the same. Who knows? Yeah. 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 So, um, anyhow, a little bit different note. You're about the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I know of it. <laughs> okay, well, in Las Vegas. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile has been dogged by some thieves in Las Vegas. Uh. The 27-foot hot dog-shaped vehicle was in Sin City this past weekend for a series of events. This is another old one. I'm cleaning up some old articles tied to the Super Bowl weekend, but early Friday morning, the Wienermobile's catalytic converter was stolen, <laughs> according to Las Vegas CBS affiliate KLAS-TV. That's funny as hell. As a result, the Wienermobile's engine just couldn't cut the mustard. Ah! Oh, I didn't write that. I cannot take credit for that. So it had to be towed to a local truck rental facility to the shock of the employees. <laughs> Joseph Rodriguez told the station he was surprised by what he saw when he got to work. A hot dog truck. No way, Rodriguez said, uh, told KLAS. I imagine like a huge hot dog in the middle of your bay. These, <laughs> these other trucks are like, you know, <laughs> all the rest is like regular trucks, and then there's this huge hot dog in the middle. I guess somebody's got to like change the oil on that thing or do the brakes or... <laughs> <laughs> the crew did a minor repair to fit the Wienermobile with a temporary, a temporary catalytic converter that allowed it to make a previously scheduled 10 a.m. appearance. However, Rodriguez noted that there is a four-month waiting list for catalytic converters. Oh wow! Metro Police told KLAS that has not yet received a theft report, but the hotel where it was parked said its corporate division is investigating. So. Anyhow, catalytic converters are resold for more than $1,000, and they cost like $3,000, $4,000 to put in. Mm. So at least they're getting some value out of them instead of, like, I don't know, getting 50 bucks for a vial of crack. But then again, a lot of them probably are. They don't care. So, so there would be a good reason to buy an electronic electric vehicle is that catalytic no converter catalytic technology that they won't replace with anything. They're just sticking with it. Yeah. And a whole theft industry has grown up around catalytic converters and rather than change to something else they just they let it continue yeah 
And it's up to us to just, you know, quit buying cars that need a catalytic converter. Yep. Um, I got something a little bit different here. Sure. Worst tipping rudest Hollywood stars according to weight staff. Oh, this ought to be good. Yep. Number one on both of them. <laughs> Anna Wintower. Wintower? Wintour? I'm not sure if I know her. Wintour. A and let's see. I'm not sure either. Zip up a picture. It would be Wintour. Okay. Anna Wintour. Or Anna, maybe. Anna. There's Probably an Anna, Anna Ferris. She's an actress. A little skinny blonde girl. Anna Wintour. Let's take a look. No, I didn't do it. Anna Wintour. We're sorry. Cole, you tempted to make an uh, Okay. <laughs> Anna Wintour, DB, is a British journalist based in New York City who has served as editor in chief of Vogue. Okay, there you go. 1988, global chief content officer. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, and she looks it too. So she's some big print media for Vogue. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. She's only important because people think her magazine is important. Exactly. If I seen her coming, I would do everything I could to just stay away from her. Yeah. You can see how I look on her face. Number two. This does not surprise me because I've never liked the guy, James Corden. Corden. Corden James Corden. Yeah. Corden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a twerp. He seems like a twerp. Yeah, yeah twerp's a good word for him. At least twerp. seems like a smug, like, yeah. a smug twerp. Yeah, I like that word twerp. Yeah, twerp. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, I can see this easily. Chloe Kardashian. Oh hell yeah! You know, none of the Kardashians have any idea what money is really worth. Or... No, and I could also see him belittling people just because they're there to serve them. Yes. Yeah, you know, like oh, you're bringing me my pasta. Fuck you. Yeah, I could definitely see all the Kardashians, you know, with their noses in the air. Yeah. Thinking oh people God. should be worshipping their see, shit piles. Did you see that white staff look me in the eye? Mm-hmm. They should not allow that. What was the, the Met- Metropolitan Gala recently? They refused to let the Kardashians come. And yeah. they publicly said it was so they could class up the joint. Yes, I love that. That was great. Whoopi Goldberg keeps showing up at the Oscars, and they mm-hmm. keep turning her away. Because she knows she's banned. Yeah. They don't want her there. But every year she dresses up and shows up and gets turned away again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's someone whose ego does not match, never yeah. match their talent. Yeah. You're talking about someone with minimal talent and an ego like they were the best thing ever. Yeah. We've already decided that being Whippy Goldberg in her thigh would be a fate worse than death. Oh, yes, it would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no kidding. Number four was Drake. Oh yeah, Canadian rapper. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm... yeah. He's you know people who are that full of themselves. I can see like Justin Bieber being a bad tipper just because he's clueless. Yeah, yeah. That, so yeah. Okay. Or Jessica Simpson because she's an idiot. I'll, I'll put yeah. <laughs> she is actually not on this, and it kind of surprised me because I did think of her. Yeah. Uh, but Drake does not really surprise me per se, but if he wouldn't have been on here, I wouldn't have been surprised either. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyhow. Number five, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, <laughs> I can totally believe that. And this was compiled by people that work. Of course, they're undercover. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not saying who they are. But people that work in the 90210, I believe, uh, um, zip, zip code. code yeah. Yes. And we're have these people constantly like uh, 
What was the place that uh, Ron Goldman ate with uh, Nicole Brown before they, they oh, were murdered? Yeah. Um, I forget the name That of it. famous place. Places like that. Yeah. They're there in Hollywood, and they're poor people that yeah. have money that live there. And seriously, if you're a celebrity-type person and you're out at a decent restaurant, you know people are going to be keeping track of what you tip and telling people. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's all this was. Someone yeah. come up and probably offered a little bit of money, said, hey, undercover, who is this? Um, number six, Usher. Oh, wow. Who knew he was a cheapskate? No, I didn't think it. I didn't think of him at all, actually. Mm. Number seven, Anne Hathaway. That surprises me a little bit. I yeah. didn't think she was going to be like that. Hmm. So, but, yep. Yeah. It doesn't take any skin off my ass, but yeah. it just kind of surprised me. Number eight does not surprise me at all. Hmm. Mariah Carey. <laughs> I'll bet you if you serve her the wrong tea, she goes in that high pitched scream. Yep. And she Threatens won't stop. To have until, you fired. Yeah, she won't stop screaming like that until you get her the right tea. Mm-hmm. And then she starts crying and saying, Get him out of here. Get him out of here now. He tried to look me in the eye and he served me the wrong tea. Kill him. Well, thank God Mariah Carey has been banished back to hell until next Christmas season. Then she'll be dragged yeah, we, out to yes, see her. We don't have to Stupid. put up with it. Ugh. Revolting Christmas song, and then they'll send her back to hell where she belongs for an accident. <laughs> <laughs> She's just the the annual Christmas parasite. Mm. <laughs> just revolting thing. Ugh. Ugh. Number nine, Tiger Woods. Oh, that does not that does not surprise me. me at all. No, I remember uh-huh. when he first came out. I loved the guy, and then mm-hmm. all the shine started coming off, and now he looks like a complete asshole. Yeah, and he's, I think he is. He's shown himself to be a user and abuser of people. You know what really genders. turned the table on me on him? What was that? His father just died. Okay, mm-hmm. and then he got caught cheating. Mm-hmm. And then right after both of these things happened, he has a commercial with his dad telling him how to be a good human being. Yeah, <laughs> that was such bad timing. Well, that was so wrong. How could he, in good conscience, let that go out when he failed his dad so bad? Mm-hmm. You know, because his dad's talking about what? What did you do today? Did you promote learning? Did you promote being a good human being? Did you do your best at everything? Did you, you know? And then he's sitting there acting like he's listening, and he's like, yeah. "Oh my God, I can't believe he told me all this." And it's like, dude. Turns uh-uh. out he was chasing tail all day. Yeah. No, he was being a horrible human being. Mm-hmm. And he used his dad as a prop, in yep. my opinion. Yeah. His dead dad. Us, using his dead dad to polish his image. Yes. That sucks. And that's when I turned on him and I said, that guy's a piece of crap. He is. I don't like that at all. Even if it wasn't his idea, he allowed it to happen. Exactly. That's bad enough. He should have stopped that and said, listen, mm-hmm. listen guys, no, uh, nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, he gave permission for that, so it's exactly. on him. It is on him. Yep. Number 10, this does not surprise me at all. As a matter of fact, I thought of her. J-Lo. That's <laughs> so hilarious when the people who have the most and are given to given it by people who love them, supposedly, and then they, shit they turn on around them. and just shit on them. <laughs> yep. how, many, how many movies has J-Lo made where she's the underpaid worker among rich oh, people? Oh, I know. Little Jen on the block. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, oh, by the end of the movie, she's the gorgeous bride again. So Yes, yeah. All of a sudden, everything fell in place in the universe. How, how many movies has J-Lo made where she's the bride in the end? It's been at least four. 
but she gets married over and over in her movies. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of weird. She's so obsessed with the idea of a marriage for herself on screen that she writes it into so many of her movies. You're right. I think it's almost like a campaign about how good she is. Yeah, it's, you know, look how desirable I am and want yeah, to marry me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember they had like this thing on uh, morality and Jennifer Lopez is on it and then she did the Super Bowl commercial where they pretty much showed her fucking liver when she bent over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Uh, anyhow, ugh, I, anyhow, yeah. And then there was, was, remember there was a... Uh, was it a Sunday night or a Thursday night football commercial? A uh, Sunday night, because that's ABC, right? Yeah. There was a... It was some Desperate Housewives kind of show. Yeah. Or what I like to call them, Desperate Horse. Yeah. Yeah. And the promo for the football show... Um, the promo for the Sunday night football showed Terrell Owens. I think it's when he was an eagle. And he was naked from the waist up and they were only showing him from the waist up uh-huh. and in the background was the much older female lead of this ABC show lying in bed naked with the, with the sheet pulled up around her tits and T.O. was it's looking at the camera saying you know something about getting ready for some football and then the girl in the bed was saying, T.O., come back to bed. And he's like, yeah, and you got the smirky grin on his face, and he was going to go back to bed and pound this woman again. And that was how they introduced the football game that was about to happen. That is just... By having one of the football players pretend to be fucking the lead actress of their TV show. And showing you him standing there I, I naked while she was lying that. in bed yes. naked, telling yeah, him to come fair. back to bed and fuck her some more. Yeah, and that, that was how they promoted their football. Yeah, <laughs> two douchebags and microphone.net. You're talking about a bad idea. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.